Dear friends, greetings to you in Jesus' name. Today I want to talk to you about the blessings of praying blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. Blessings of the praying blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. Let me read to you one verse in the beginning. Luke's Gospel 22nd chapter, verse 44. And being in agony, Jesus prayed more earnestly, and his sweat was falling on the ground as great drops of blood. Now, dear friends, Jesus came into this world to carry our sins and die on the cross for us. And he had to shed his blood for the remission of our own life, remission of sins. At the same time, the shedding of blood began when Jesus was praying in the Garden of Gethsemane. He knew what was happening before him. He took Peter, James, and John and began to be sorrowful and said, My soul is exceedingly sorrowful unto death. Stay and watch and pray with me. They did not pray. Jesus was in agony. He prayed more earnestly. And he was sweating blood. And also he was shedding blood. And he was in tears. So dear friends, his blood was a praying blood. As he was praying, the evidence of prayer was expressed through his sweat and through his blood. So I want to deal with the blessings of the blood of Jesus that prays and intercedes for us. The first point is, it is the speaking, praying and interceding blood. If you read Hebrews 12 chapter, verses 22 to 26, there the writer says, You have come to Mount Zion and to the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, to an, to an innumerable company of angels, to the general assembly and the church of the firstborn who registered in heaven, to God the judge of all, and to the spirits of just men made perfect, to Jesus the mediator of the new covenant, blood of sprinkling, that speaks better things than that of Abel. Dear friends, when you come to the Lord Jesus Christ, we are blessed by his own presence. We are blessed by his blood that prays for us. Here the word of God says that we have come to the place of God, come to the church, come to the presence of God, and we have come to the blood of Jesus that is able to pray for us. Now, blood of Jesus speaks better things than that of Abel. So here the word of God says, Abel's blood spoke a lot of things. I was imagining what the blood of Abel would have spoken. When Cain killed Abel, Abel's blood began to cry to God. God came to Cain and said, why is your brother? He said, am I my brother's keeper? God said, what have you done? The blood of your brother Abel is crying out to me. What was the cry that this blood of Abel would have raised before God? Maybe the blood of Abel began to say and Maybe the blood of Abel began to say, Oh God, I wanted to live in this world for your own glory. I wanted to marry. I wanted to have children. I want to glorify you. Now my brother has killed me. You take vengeance. It, we, uh, show your own justice. And after speaking, blood of Abel died, dried up. Abel's life still speaks, but his blood is not there. So the writer here to Hebrews, he speaks about, he compares the blood of Jesus as well as blood of Abel. Blood of Jesus speaks better things than that of Abel. Now, we have come to the Lord Jesus Christ who has gone into the Holy of Holies with his own blood. If you look at the tabernacle established by Moses, outer court was there, holy place was there, holy of holies was there. Between the holy of holies and the holy place, there is a curtain and there is an altar of incense. So once in a year, the high priest used to go into the Holy of Holies, surrounded with the smoke that comes from the altar of incense. He goes into the Holy of Holies. He sprinkles the blood of a lamb seven times over the mercy seat as an atonement for himself and for the people of Israel. 
Now, Jesus has gone through the veil of his own body when he died. He has gone into heaven, carry his own blood. His blood is a speaking blood. He speaks and intercedes for us, intercedes for us in heaven. So, dear friends, Jesus' blood is a speaking blood. It is more powerful, more, more a blessed blood than that of Abel. Abel's blood spoke and died. We are not supposed to look at Abel's blood. But at the same time, blood of Jesus is able to plead and intercede for us. Now, the second point about the blessings of blood is blood that offers remission of sins. Jesus said, Matthew 26, chapter 28 verse, This is the blood of my covenant, which is shed for the remission of sins of many. Now, without shedding of blood, there is no remission of sin. Now, when Jesus died on the cross, he gave his blood for us. As I told you, his bleeding began in the Garden of Gethsemane. And later, he died on the cross, shed every drop of blood for us. Meaning, if remission is release from bondage of or imprisonment, forgiveness or pardon of sins, letting them go as if they have not done anything wrong. So, when we come to Jesus, the blood of the Lord Jesus is able to remove all the penalty for sin and he is able to forgive us. Now, what we have to do is, if we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves. When we confess our sins to God, he is able to forgive us. He is just and faithful to forgive us and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So there is no other way for the remission of sin. The third blessing of the blood that prays for us is blood that helps us to enter the holy place. If we read Ephesians 2nd chapter 13th verse, there St. Paul says, In Jesus Christ, because of the blood of Jesus, we are brought nigh to God. We who had been away from God because of our sin, we have been brought nigh unto God, brought near to God by the blood of Jesus. Now, we have boldness to come to the presence of God and be in the presence of God because of the blood of Jesus, not because of any other qualification. So the blood of Jesus is able to help us to come closer to God, into the Holy of Holies, into the Holy Presence of God. Every time we pray in the presence of God, we cannot go and pray because of our piety, because of our qualifications. We go into the presence of God to pray because of the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. We are covered by the blood of Jesus Christ. We are protected by the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. Years back before the collapse of Soviet Union, in Russia there was a secret church Believers were gathering in a warehouse to worship the Lord. And uh, somebody squealed and then went and told the authorities that the Christians are worshipping there in a secret place in that particular warehouse. So the, uh, the, uh, the police and others came looking for these people to arrest them and to, I mean, persecute them. But when they came, these believers were praying, Lord, <coughs> sprinkle your blood upon us. Cover us with your own blood. As they were praying, when the enemies came there, they did not see these believers there. When we go into the presence of the Lord, blood of Jesus is able to cover us, protect us. The fourth blessing of the blood that prays for us is blood that cleanses, sanctifies for service. Now, when a person comes to the Lord Jesus Christ, receives salvation, blood of Jesus cleanses him, he is free. His spirit is free. But the sinful nature is still in the, the heart of the believer. So later, if a person is not careful in prayer, he or she may go back into sin, backslide into sin. Now, in that situation, they would not be in a position to worship God. They would not be in a position to serve God. But there is hope because of the blood of Jesus that cleanses us, not only forgiving our sins, it cleanses us, it is able to sanctify us for service. Let me read from you Hebrews 9, the chapter, 13, to 13 and 14. For if the blood of the bulls and goats 
and the ashes of the heifer, as in the Old Testament, sprinkling the unclean, sanctifies for the purifying of the flesh. How much more shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit offered himself without spot to God, cleanse your conscience from dead works to serve the living God? Now, people who are in the ministry must be very careful. We may grieve the Lord in many matters, maybe by our thought life or maybe our words or actions. What we need to understand is, before we deviate far away from the Lord, come back to Him. Receive the cleansing of the blood of Jesus so that He will be able to cleanse us and then make us useful in the kingdom of God. So, the blood of Jesus is able to cleanse your conscience from dead works to serve the living God. That is what God wants us to do. So, the blood of Jesus cleanses, sanctifies for service. The fifth blessing or the blood that prays for us is blood helps us to dwell in him to live in him Jesus said he who eats my flesh and drinks my blood abides in me and I in him as the living father sent me and I live because of the father so he who feeds on me will live because of me so dear friends two things Jesus offers the last uh, supper Jesus offered his uh, bread and wine the meaning is bread is his own body, he said, the word of God and also the blood of Jesus. So when we are able to come closer to God and pray with all our heart, the Lord is able to give us this food. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. So when we obey God, we are living in him. We live in him. And Paul always longed to be in him, to be found in him, in Christo, to be found in him. Are you living in Christ? See, we Read the word of God, we hear messages, often we do not understand it fully, often we do not take it into consideration that we must be able to receive it in our hearts and then try to live the word of God. So when you live the word of God, what happens is you will be living in Christ. The blood of Jesus helps us to dwell in him, to live in him. Now, then he says, as the Father has sent me, I am sending you. So we had to go into the ministry field to serve God, living in Him, being in Him. If we are out of Him, you will not be a blessing for other people. Attack will be there. Satanic attack will be there. We are dipped in the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ and Satan can never touch us. In the wild west years back in the USA, there was an evangelist who was giving away tracts to people. And there is a cowboy who was on a horseback. He had his own revolver, six-shooter. And to him, this man of God gave a tract. He just took it and he just cursed the Lord. He tore it and threw it to his face. And he said, I'm giving this to bring blessings to you. This man got so angry, he took his six-shooter and he wanted to shoot this man. And as he was about to shoot this man, this man of God said, let the blood of Jesus cover me. You know what happened when this man was trying to shoot? The pin was locked. He couldn't shoot that, uh, that man of God. He just looked at his own gun, one small piece of that tract that he gave to him, that got into the uh, revolver and he was not able to shoot. That man was touched. So dear friends, the blood of Jesus can cover us. Without the blood of Jesus, we cannot go into the ministry. You must be surrounded by the blood of Jesus to be protected, to be useful in the kingdom of God. The sixth blessing that the praying blood gives to us is, Blood that enhances communion of saints. You know, often in many homes, there is no unity. In churches, there is scuffle. There is not much of a communion. There is not much of a commonness among them. John wrote, if we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. 
But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we will have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus cleanses us. See, to have fellowship with one another in the church and one another in the family is very important. And that is brought in by the blood of Jesus. In 1 Corinthians 10, chapter 16, the verse, and Paul writes, The cup of blessing which we bless, is it not the communion of the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ? The bread which we break, is it not the communion of the holy body of Christ? So, when we partake of the Holy Communion, it symbolizes that through the blood of Jesus, we can have fellowship with God the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. We can have fellowship with God the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And also, it enhances communion of the saints. You know, in many families, there is no prayer. Husband is in some area, wife is um, doing what she wants to do, children are in jeopardy. In that situation, there's no communion. There's no, there's no fellowship with one another. People live in darkness. Unless we come into the light of the Lord, blood of Jesus will not help us. So here the word of God says, if we say we follow the Lord and have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we are liars. But when we come into the light as he is in the light, the blood of Jesus is able to help us. Blood of Jesus is ineffective in the dark. So what is that you and I should do? When we do something wrong, when we go into the dark realm of the evil powers, we'll have to wake up to the reality that we are going into problem, come back to the light of God. When we come back to the light of God, we understand where we are. We understand the dirt in our own personality. When we humble ourselves, the blood of Jesus is able to cleanse us. The seventh blessing of the blood that speaks for us is peacemaking blood, reconciling blood. Now, when we were enemies of God, we were reconciled to God. And now, much more after reconciliation, we are saved by his life. This is what St. Paul, when he wrote Romans 10th verse, he says. And also Colossians 1, 19 to 20, he says, For it pleased God the Father, that in him all the fullness of God should dwell, and by him to reconcile all things to himself, whether things on earth or things in heaven, having made peace through the blood of his own cross. So blood of Jesus is able to make reconciliation. As I already told you about fellowship, here again, sometimes you know, people go away from one another. They have scuffle. They have fight with one another. In that situation, blood of Jesus can bring peace into the in system and also it can reconcile people with, uh, help people to get reconciled with one another. So through the blood of Jesus, we have peace with God and also peace with one another. You know, this is very important. In many homes, um, not much of a freedom is there. I remember reading what happened in a family. The, it was supposedly a godly family. And the first son was a wayward young man. He was, a, he was a prodigal. And he ran away from home. And that broke the heart of the mother. And she was in deep trouble. She was, in, she was very sick. She was sinking. She was dying. When the son heard about it, he came home. And uh, his father was so angry. He said, because of you, your mother is dying. But the mother said, don't shout at him. Don't rebuke him. He's still my son. So the son came and knelt on one side of the bed, and the father was on the other side. The dying lady was there. You know what she did? She took out of the hand of her son, hand of her, her husband, put it together and died. Now when Jesus died, he brings reconciliation. The blood of Jesus is able to bring reconciliation. Are you getting reconciled with your own wife or your husband? Or are you treating your husband and wife as enemies? You know, many homes, there is no, no peace at all. 
there is divorce, there is separation, problems come into the families. Why? They are not applying the blood of Jesus that can plead for us and also can bring reconciliation in our lives. The eighth blessing of the blood that speaks for us is blood that gives eternal life. Then Jesus said unto them, Most assuredly I say to you, unless ye eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink of his blood, you will have no life in him. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life. Friends, I tell you, if we have faith on Jesus Christ for this world alone, we are of all men most miserable. What is needed is we have to prepare ourselves in this time to live in eternity. Eternal life is there. Jesus said, I have gone to prepare a place for you. He is preparing a place for you. We must be able to prepare ourselves. Heaven is a prepared place. Unless we prepare ourselves for eternity, we cannot enter therein. We may think that we may go there. Every believer will go there, we may think. It is not. So dear friends, in Jesus Christ, in the blood of Jesus, we have eternal life. We can have eternal life now. When we believe in the Lord Jesus, eternal life begins in us. When we believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, eternal life begins in us. Then when we die, or maybe during rapture, when we are raptured, we go into the presence of God and enjoy eternal life forever and ever. So the way for eternal life is blood of Jesus, not any other qualification. Only through the blood of Jesus, we can have an entry into heaven and enjoy eternal life. And the ninth blessing of the blood that prays for us is overcoming blood. If you look at book of Revelation 12, chapter 11th verse, there the, the, that chapter speaks about Satan who was an accuser of the brethren who had been cast down. And the word of God says, they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of the testimony. And they did not worry about their lives even unto death. They had no, no, no desire to protect their lives. Not that they were having... A negative attitude, but they did not care for their life on this earth because they knew why they had been put in this world. They wanted to fight for the Lord. They overcame Satan by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. Now, the blood of Jesus is there. Satan powers are everywhere. How are we holding your testimony? Testimony is very important. Testimony means our word of testimony, how we are now. When our conscience is defiled, when we are doing certain things against God in the dark, our testimony is not right. We must be careful to keep our testimony, testimony clean before the Lord. So we can overcome Satan and his cohorts. We can overcome Satan and the powers of darkness by the blood of the Lord, Lord Jesus Christ, blood of the Lamb, and by the word of the testimony. So dear friend, it is imperative that we come closer to God and keep our life clean before God and believe on the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ, blood that intercedes for us. The tenth blessing that I want to place before you is blood that raised Jesus from the dead. This was very new recently when I was reading the word of God, understood it. Hebrews 13 chapter verses 20 and 21. Now may God of peace who brought up our Lord Jesus Christ from the dead, that great shepherd of the sheep, through the blood of the everlasting covenant, make you complete in every good work to do his will, working in you what is well-pleasing in his sight through the Lord Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. Now, when you look at this word, the blood of Jesus Eternal blood of the eternal covenant, it started very deep. When was Jesus crucified? We can say 2,000 years back. But the word of God says in the book of Revelation, the Lamb of God crucified before the foundations of this world. So in the spiritual realm, God knew that man will sin and Savior should come into this world. 
uh, his own son should be sent into this world. So in the spiritual realm, it was already done. The Lamb of God who was crucified before the foundations of this world, connecting that concept with this verse, I can say, the blood of the eternal covenant. God has made a covenant through the blood for all humans. When we come and become part of the salvation plan of God, we begin to enjoy that. So the blood of Jesus was able to raise Jesus from the dead, it seems. Holy Spirit was instrumental to bring Jesus Christ back from the dead. But this particular verse says, through the blood of the eternal covenant, Jesus was raised from the dead. So dear friends, we have power of resurrection. When the blood of Jesus is in our own personality, when the blood of Jesus is going through our own person, we have power of resurrection. Our body is prone to die. We are going to die one day, but we are going to rise again. The word of God says, Jesus is the first fruit of resurrection and all others shall be resurrected in their own order. So how we are going to resurrect again? God the Father, the God of peace, who brought Jesus Christ from the dead through the eternal covenant, through the blood of the eternal covenant, is able to do the same thing in our lives. So we must be able to understand the deeper meaning of the blood of Jesus and live a life of victory so that we will rise again one day. Now, why to get this blood? Now, the blood of Jesus, Jesus died and rose again. Jesus entered into heaven, the holy place, with his own blood. Now, being in this world, how can we get the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ? If you read the uh, book of Revelation, 19th chapter, we read that John saw the heavens were open and a horse was coming, a white horse was coming down and a person was sitting on the horse and he, this is what he writes, I saw heaven open and behold a white horse and he who sat on him was called faithful and true and in righteousness he judges and makes war. His eyes were like flame of fire and on his head were many crowns and he had a name written that no one knew except himself. He was clothed with the robe dipped in blood and his name is called the Word of God. Jesus is the Word of God. The Word became flesh. Now, it speaks about Jesus coming back into this world as a King of Kings and Lord of Lords. And he had a dress that was dipped in blood. So I can construe that the Word of God that we have is dipped in the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. Not the Bible is dipped in the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. When we read the word of God with the help of the Holy Spirit, the blood of Jesus is available. When we meditate upon God's word with the help of the Holy Spirit, the blood of Jesus is available for us. So dear friends, I just enumerated 10 blessings of the blood of Jesus Christ. Now, are we able to come closer to the Lord, receive all the blessings that God has kept in store for us through the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ? Let me just go through it again. The blood of Jesus is a speaking blood, praying and interceding blood, blood that offers remission of sins, blood that helps us to enter the holy place, blood that cleanses, sanctifies us for service, blood that helps us to dwell in him, to live in him, blood that enhances communion of saints, peacemaking blood and reconciling blood, blood that gives eternal life. It's an overcoming blood and the blood is able to raise us from the dead. Dear friends, it's a great joy for me to uh, talk to you about the blood of Jesus Christ. I believe this has been a blessing for you. Now shall we look to God in prayer. Loving Heavenly Father, we thank you Lord and praise you for sending Jesus Christ to die for us in Calvary. And help us to understand the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ, the blessings of the cross. 
and help us to have the confidence to speak like St. Paul who said, I am crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live. Not I, but Christ lives in me. The life that I have in my flesh, I live by the faith on the Son of God who loved me and who gave himself for me. I pray for all these dear brothers and sisters, dear friends who have been hearing God's word today. I pray that you may bless them, O Lord. Let them be always found under the umbrella of the atonement, the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ, so that they would be able to develop them, their own spiritual life and become more righteous, more spiritual to, to reach out to the expected standard that you have kept in store for us in eternity. Be with all of us and guide us, O Lord. I give you all the glory. I give you all the glory. Let me have the joy in serving you till the last breath. In Jesus' almighty name I pray. Amen. The Lord bless you, friends, and keep you.